It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. It's bracket time. Which top seeds are vulnerable in the men's NCAA tournament? We give you the upset picks you'll be bragging about. Also, the New York Giants got a weapon for Daniel Jones, and the first four provides us with more Cinderella stories. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Pitt beat Mississippi State 60-59 to in a first four thriller. We don't have to litigate whether the first four is actually the NCAA tournament to understand that was a fun basketball game. Yeah. And now they will have to go take on Iowa State. Andy Patton from Locked On College Basketball and, of course, our Gonzaga host as well joins me now. And, Andy, one of the things I love about not just the first four, but the NCAA tournament is the same thing that everyone loves, and that is upsets are the best, especially double-digit upsets. And you look at it historically, and the first, the top four seeds, there's actually a huge drop-off. For whatever reason, after those top four seeds, those top four seeds all win about 80% or better of their first-round games after you get to that 5-6 seed we're talking about in the 60s. So only a little bit better than a coin flip. Which of these double-digit seeds do you like, not just in the first round, but, but maybe to make a run? Yeah, there's a couple this year that really kind of stand out to me. And obviously it was a year with a ton of parody just kind of all across the sport. So it's not surprising that we're looking at uh, some potential more upsets here as we get into March. I think Charleston is a team that really stands out to me. They're a 12 seed. They're taking on San Diego State. Uh, This is a San Diego State team with a lot of experience, especially in the backcourt, and that tends to help you in March. But Charleston is a 31-win team. One of their only losses was to North Carolina back before they kind of – disintegrated as they did as the season went on and so I think this is a Charleston team quite honestly that that I think a lot of people will have in the Sweet 16 and I I can absolutely get behind that and then uh, Kent State is another team that they played Houston early in the season and lost by five they played Gonzaga early in the season and lost by six they're a 13 seed they're taking on an Indiana team uh, that has been very inconsistent this year that has an All-American in Trace Jackson Davis who's going to be really hard for them to stop but Kent State's a very good defensive team. Sincere Carey is one of the best guards in the country that most people have not heard of. 17 and a half points per game, really good high-level score. And I think there's a good chance the Golden Flashes could pull off a pretty big upset and move past Indiana as well. I love all of that. This is something that that um, your, your co-host on Locked on College Basketball, Isaac Shade, and I have talked about on this show and offline and in conversations that we have had over the last year, especially and that is this this uh, name, image, and likeness changing the mm-hmm. landscape of college athletics, especially in something like a do-or-die single-game elimination mm-hmm. tournament in college basketball parity. It just seems like it's here to stay. D- do you do you see you know some of these statistics changing on sixteen seeds, fifteen seeds, fourteen seeds? All of a sudden, like 
these teams might might consistently be not you know they're not going to start winning more than 50 percent of these games sure. but it's going to maybe creep up there a little bit yeah absolutely I, I think there's a lot of factors that go into it i think there's a little bit less a little bit more restlessness for guys who are maybe like well i could just go somewhere else i don't have to sit out a year i could go play for a, a team like kent state or charleston or or vc and make money or, if i want to yeah I could make money there. And, and I think part of it, too, that, that doesn't maybe get as much attention nationally is like we because our society is, is so much more online, it's so much easier to, to track players. Like if you go to a smaller school, you're not just gone. NBA scouts can still find you. EuroLeague scouts can still find you. So if you're buried on the bench at Virginia and you're scoring one and a half points per game and you want to go to Furman, you know, the team they're playing in the in the NCAA tournament and you go average 16 a game there like just because you're at Furman doesn't mean you're not going to get looks from NBA scouts. And so I think there are guys who, who maybe are, are too confident in their abilities. And, and certainly you see guys transfer when they maybe shouldn't. But uh, if you want to go get exposure, like going to a smaller level doesn't mean that that goes away anymore. And so I think that coupled with, of course, the ability to make money and, and the not having to sit out for a year has created this, I mean, 180 guys enter the portal on the first day and it's going to be probably 15, 16 18, maybe even 2,000 guys who do it before it's all said and done this year. Stay up to date all year on college basketball by following Locked On Sports today and Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Giants got Daniel Jones a new weapon. Before we look at who, we saw some more impact moves around the NFL. It's almost playoff time in the NBA, which means it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers, they get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drain. Or take a look at the Bulls and the Kings game tonight. FanDuel has the Bulls one-point underdogs at home to the Kings. You can also combine multiple prop bets in one game into a same game parlay for an even larger payout. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Have you ever wanted to search for something but not wanted anyone else to know you were searching for it? Sometimes I'll just be like, I'm embarrassed to not know something. (laughs) And I don't want, even on the off chance, someone were to see that I searched for this thing. Wait, you didn't know that? I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just go incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. Did you just get a chill down your spine thinking about that? That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, you won't even realize ExpressVPN is on. It runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use, all you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV, so there's no excuse 
for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash locked on, and you can get an extra three months free on your first package. That's expressvpn.com slash locked. Expressvpn.com slash locked to learn more. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Dallas Cowboys acquired Stephon Gilmore from the Indianapolis Colts and didn't give up much to get him. The Cowboys did a big thing during free agency. A big trade even. Hi, I'm Lana McCool with the Locked On Cowboys podcast. And despite all of our pessimism that the Cowboys would make a big splash early in the free agent market, they went out and traded for Stephon Gilmore, who is a 32-year-old quarter who played for Indianapolis last year. Obviously made most of his career known with the New England Patriots. Still a one of the top corners in the league, even at age 32. And the Cowboys get him for a song, trading a fifth-round pick and getting Stephon Gilmore on less than $8 million for the 2023 season. This is a day after they shored up their safety room by re-signing Donovan Wilson uh, and adding to that three-headed monster that they have back in the back end of their defense. What does the Stephon Gilmore ad uh, mean for the Cowboys' defense? Well, it's another guy who excels in man coverage. The Cowboys already have two corners who are strong in that area. And man coverage is a defense that that Quinn likes to use a lot. He thrives in the Cowboys have been near the top of the league in cover one usage for the last two years. I don't expect that to change, especially now that they have got Stephen Gilmore in, in their fold. This was pegged as a blockbuster by the newsbreakers, but if you give up a fifth round pick for someone, generally not a blockbuster, but we'll see. We'll see. Amari Cooper, that wasn't pegged as a blockbuster necessarily, and it turned out to be a really good move for the Cleveland Browns. The Detroit Lions are moving on from Jamal Williams after they signed David Montgomery on Tuesday. The former Chicago Bear running back reached an agreement on a three-year, $18 million deal, including $8 million guaranteed. In a loaded class of free Asian running backs, Montgomery had the 10th most rushing yards and was fifth in receiving yards of those players. He generated his highest yards per catch in 2022 and recorded his first receiving touchdown since his second season in Chicago. He'll join DeAndre Swift, who is in the final year of his rookie contract. The Philadelphia Eagles are bringing back James Bradbury. A surprising re-signing for the Eagles, but a good surprise at the cornerback position. They have signed James Bradbury to a three-year extension worth $38 million, $44 million in incentives, and $20 million guaranteed. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Locked On Eagles podcast. What a massive keep for the Birds. Of all their free agents on defense, I honestly thought Bradbury was the most likely to leave, but thank God he's staying with the city of brotherly love and all pro in 2022. We finally got a taste for what it was like to have not just one elite cornerback with Darius Slay, but two with James Bradbury. Bradbury also a few years younger than Slay, a three-year deal. I think he'll be effective and top tier in all three of those seasons. You lose Javon Hargrave on the defensive line, probably Fletcher Cox as well. You lose both your starting linebackers. I understood all of those moves, but in the secondary, it was going to be tough to swallow dealing with all those losses to an elite secondary. It's a pass-first NFL. you got to have good corners. The flux is not over for the Philadelphia Eagles, though Darius Slay and his agent have requested an opportunity to survey the Trey landscape for him and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is presumed to be moving on. 
Over in the NBA, the Denver Nuggets have been struggling lately and the Toronto Raptors decided to pile on. The Raptors starters bring down the Nuggets. Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Toronto Raptors 125-110 win over the Denver Nuggets to snap a three-game losing streak and move to 33-36 on the season. One game back in the loss column of the Atlanta Hawks for the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. And the big takeaway here is that the Raptors starters might be a total buzzsaw of a, of a lineup. Jakob Pertl, of course, the recent addition at the deadline, playing alongside Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal Siakam. That lineup has been outstanding for the Raptors, a team that is very flawed and is struggling badly and is not particularly good, but that starting group gives some hope that maybe there's something to build on here. Here's another story you need to know. The New York Giants started with keeping their offensive core intact. Then on Tuesday, they went out and landed a big fish, giving up a third round pick for Darren Waller. That happened to be the Kadarius Tony pick that they got from the Kansas City Chiefs. An interesting full circle moment there. Patricia Trena from Locked On Giants joins me now. And, and Patricia, this was a Giants team that needed pass catchers desperately. How does Darren Waller fit into this offense? Darren Waller, when healthy, big play threat down the field, something that the Giants did not have last year. They ranked last in the NFL in big play pass plays of 20-plus yards. Darren Waller, you look at his numbers over the last four seasons, and this is even with the two years that he was injured in 2021 and 2022. He had double digits in three of those four seasons. In 2022, he had nine big plays play pass receptions uh, in nine games, something the Giants just could not get. Now, some people will say, well, that was because they didn't have the, the pass protection. They didn't have receivers who could get open, who could separate, who could come up with the ball. Darren Waller is a big body guy, does a great job of shielding the ball with his body when he's healthy. He's got good speed. And if he's healthy, he's going to give that that offense a much needed turbocharge. How does this affect the way that you view the rest of this offseason here? They're expecting to get Wondell Robinson back, um, a, a, a rookie who last year they were really excited about. He's now a rising sophomore. Um, you have, as I mentioned, Daniel Jones under contract. They're trying to get things figured out with Saquon Barkley. So what do they need to do to take this offense to the next level? Well, they have to resolve the offensive line. General Manager Joe Shane did mention that, you know, there's going to be some competition probably between left guard and also at center. So they've got to resolve that because the offensive line, particularly the interior, had its share of adventures last year. So that's one thing they have to do. They also probably have to add some more receivers. You know, a lot of people, myself included, thought today would be the day they would add a receiver. But, you know, then again, you look at the free agent receiver class and it's really not that appetizing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do they add the receiver now in the draft or do they just say, OK, we're going to roll with what we've got because we've added Waller? I think they're going to add another receiver. I do think it's going to come in free agency, possibly in the second tier or maybe the third wave of free agency. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a first wave signing. Um, you know, as guys are released, you might see somebody get picked up. But I also think they're going to address it in the draft because there's all kinds of shapes and sizes. The draft very heavily slanted towards slot guys. But you do have some guys that can play slot and also play on the outside. And I think the Giants are going to look in that direction. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What type of receiver do you think makes sense? Wondell Robinson, a smaller guy who you can move around a little bit. Darren Waller can be a big slot if you want him to. You can put him on the outside 
and just let him be your ex receiver if you want to. So is there a, a type, a fit that you like in terms of whether it's body type or traits that you think the Giants should be looking for? I mean, me personally, I like the bigger guys. You know, Daniel Jones is a tall quarterback. Give him a tall guy to throw to. But, you know, Joe Shane, Brian Dable are of the opinion that if the guy's going to get open, they're going to find a way to get him the ball. So it's it's about skill set. And I almost get the impression that size doesn't really matter to them, um, which, you know, some coaches will say they want the bigger guys and, and just keep the smaller guys on, on the inside. But, um, yeah, I, I think given the way this offense is set up, they want to be able to have guys that they can move around. You know, will Wandale Robinson maybe get some snaps on the outside? Sure, yeah, I could see that happening. Will it be every game and every snap? No, but, you know, you don't want to pigeonhole or paint the guy into a corner and say, okay, this guy is purely a slot guy that we're going to line up because now it becomes easy to defend him. So I expect Dable and Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator, to keep opponents guessing by moving around the chess pieces and coming up with some creative looks. Stay up to date all year on the New York Giants by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Giants on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the first four of the NCAA tournament is there to provide us with more Cinderella's. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try Built Bar. This is the kind of thing that I reach for every single day. I'm trying to make healthier choices. I'm trying to be better, especially about snacking, because I'm a grazer. Yeah, I'll eat meals, but I have a toddler. I have a lot of things on my plate that I want to get done. And so I don't always have time to sit down and eat a meal. So I'll have a little bit here and a little bit there. So Built Bar is the perfect thing because it's delicious. If I'm only going to eat one thing, it's got to be good. Like if you have lunch, for example, you have a couple different things on your plate, right? Potentially. And so they, they, you can have your vegetables that maybe you don't like as much. And then you can have the main that maybe you like a little bit more. If I'm having a snack and just one thing, that one thing has got to be awesome. That's where Built comes in. 100% real chocolate. Yet it hits all of the nutritional values that I'm looking for. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. This is something. You can be happy fueling your body. And right now, you don't have to wait for Built.com to send you anything. Though you can still go to Built.com and get whatever you need. Walmart has what you're looking for. They've got Built Bars now. Sam's Club has what you're looking for. You can just go out, do your normal shopping, and grab a Built Bar. So what are you waiting for? Go do it. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Some people don't like the first four. They say it's not part of the NCAA tournament because it's the field of 64, not the field of 68. By the way, that's right. The first four is not the NCAA tournament. It's the play-in tournament like in the NBA. Locked on HBCU host Darian Gray sees why the first four is important. But when I say it's good for HBCU history, I'm not talking about HBCUs making history. I'm not talking about, oh, this was groundbreaking. This has never been done before. This was some monumental moment. 
I actually mean the past. I actually mean that when looking back in 10 years and talking about how HBCUs have fared in the NCAA tournament, the first four more than likely or not, more than likely is going to be what you bring up. That's just factual. More than likely, when you're talking about your school and you're trying to brag, like if I'm TSU and I'm trying to brag to Prairie View and I'm talking about NCAA tournament victories, we're really talking about the first four. Because eight, making history would have been Norfolk State winning as a 15 seed. That's, that's a big deal. That's something that's groundbreaking. It's even one of the reasons that somebody said they didn't want to have an HBCU exclusive tournament after the season. And I get that. Those moments mean a lot. But do not allow that one moment that is so monumental and probably holds a lot of weight to many people. Don't allow that one moment, that one game to distract you from the fact that the most success is found in the first four. This is a good distinction to make. The first four is important. Not only is it an opportunity for more schools to get in the mix, it is more revenue, by the way, because you're adding games. But as Darren points out, it is great exposure for these schools. And while I understand a lot of fans have complicated relationships with athletic departments and universities and the disproportionate amount of resources that tend to be funneled into a very small group of student athletes. And maybe that artifice has been lifted a little bit with NIL that we're calling them student athletes and we have to call them student athletes even though now really, for all intents and purposes, because they're getting paid, they are professional athletes who happen to also be students. This is terrific for smaller schools and it's the smaller schools who tend to be those high seeds, especially those 16 seeds, but also 11 seeds. You can put all kinds of different schools. We've seen programs that have had storied histories in those first four games. That's just another way to get people excited about the tournament. All of this is about shining a light on these schools, especially schools that might not otherwise get that shine. So is the first four the NCAA tournament? No, at least not to me. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean it's not important. That doesn't mean it's not useful in the grand scheme of what all of this is meant to accomplish. And finally, what more do you need to see? The New York Jets signed Alan Lazard to a four-year deal on Tuesday. And the reports are the Jets are interested in Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis. We know what's coming next. There's been all this drama and all this time that just keeps getting pushed back. We know what's next in this story. We're just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to allow us, to permit us all to know that he has been traded. Let's just move this along already, huh? Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, the Field of 64 will tip off in the men's NCAA tournament. So at least until tomorrow... Stay locked on sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.